Matt, joined by my lovely, my lovely co-host, Mr. Cornell George. How you doing? Good, good. I just uh, was laying down the couch, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's almost 8 o'clock. I got to get up. (laughs) I was like, what? Something feels off this weekend right now, and I don't know what it is, but I'm not normally just nothing to do right now. (laughs) Dude, I I kind of had a similar thing. Like Sundays... um, as the weather changes, I really get um, inspired to cook more. And so I cooked a, a big Italian dinner tonight. And I remember we right when we sat down, it was like 620. And I'm like, oh, okay, we got to do this quick. Because usually we, we take a good hour. We sit at the table and hang out or whatever. But uh, awesome. I, totally for, I totally forgot about it. <laughs> I didn't forget about it. Like, my, first of all, my daughter would never let me. She asked me at freaking like 7 o'clock this morning, Dad, do you do a podcast tonight? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Now, my, my son was like, do you want to go in jacuzzi or do you have to podcast first? I'm like, oh, he remembers too. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that our kids remember this better than we do. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Uh, so, dude, um, I, I, we can't just not talk about this right away. This pizza challenge was so much fun. I I racked my brain. I only did one dessert pizza. You did a, an array of dessert, dessert pizzas. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Like, what, what, what did you learn? What did you like about it? Um, yeah, go forth. So I didn't do. I, I did two for the most part. Yeah, but I did right. one. I did one of them twice. Okay. I fixed a lot of the problems I did the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that I never knew how delicious was, like, if you just take a chunk of cream cheese, throw it in the microwave for thirty seconds, get it hot, then just put a literally like a handful like i'm not measuring it of brown sugar in it and mix it up it just melts into it and it's like the best cream cheese frosting like you would put on a cinnamon roll yep and i'm like oh that was just so easy yeah yeah and that's all basically all cream cheese frosting is it's just cream cheese sugar some people will put a little bit of like heavy cream in it but like there there it is right there you know yeah it's great yeah and it was like, if I wanted a little bit more sweetness, I added a little bit more. If I didn't want as much, well, mm-hmm. better off next time. But yeah. Um, <laughs> or add more cream go. cheese. There you go. <laughs> but so I ended up doing, I had a couple ideas. Originally, I thought about doing a sweet potato, uh, sweet potato pizza with cream cheese frosting on top. And I, was, and I wanted to caramelize some sugar, like brown sugar on top. So... Then I was at Trader Joe's and I saw this little thing of uh, pumpkin butter. And I was like, that'll probably work just as well, if not better. So I grabbed that and I just kind of made it happen. And the first one, the the cream cheese burned a little bit on the top on half of it. It wasn't bad, but it didn't look as good. And then the next one that I did today, uh, it was... I coated the whole thing with the cream cheese first. Then I coated the whole thing with the the butter after. And that time it didn't get, the cream cheese didn't get exposed. That's a good move. Uh, And then I put the brown sugar on top of it at the end and put it back in. And then I came back inside and grabbed some more brown sugar and did it again. And then by the time it kind of cooled down, it had like a candy coating. Yeah, you totally candied that. that. Dude, now, did it? Uh, I don't know if this is the one you were talking about, but 
you were talking about maybe doing like a brulee top, the hard candy shell top. You know what I'm talking about? That was pretty much this what this one ended up like. So, dude, that's see, and that right there is um, that, that's that's why I like cooking to me is so much fun is because like you just start doing things and the results are are educational. <laughs> I'll just say that, yeah. but uh, you you enjoyed it, right? It was good, fun. I mean, oh yeah, it was great. the The biggest problem that I had is the first time when I did it. It was. Um, it was I had too much powder at the or flour at the bottom. So when I took it off, it was uh, it, you just got a lot of flour because when you put the pizza in your mouth, the first thing that you touch is the bottom of the pizza, and it was just like solid flour. And I was like, oh well, that's not exactly the flavor I was going for right there. Um, but then as it so when I did it the second time, it was a little bit more complicated to get it off the pizza peel, but I was able to do it. Interesting. You know, um, the, so I did a bananas foster and traditionally that's like a, you know, you basically stew bananas in, uh, lots of butter and brown sugar, other seasonings. And, um, you, you make it in a, in a pan and you sit there and let the, the brown sugar get bubbly and then you pour it over ice cream. And so I, I did it where I just, you know, I, I actually built it in a cast iron. I don't know if you noticed that or if you saw that in the pictures. Yeah, I saw that. But uh, that was fun because the, the cast iron um, added a good level of, of crunch to the, the bottom of the dough. But um, I, you know, did the bananas whole, uh, threw everything, threw all my spices on, threw a bit of a little bit of heavy cream, and then let that cook. Um, going back, I probably wouldn't put as much heavy cream. Um, I would <laughs> scale back a little bit because then what it ended up happening, it was just a soggy mess in the middle. <laughs> and so, like, we basically tore all the crust off and then just used that to like fork stuff in our mouths, which was really good. Uh, but it was it was cool. Uh, I don't know, I enjoyed it. And then for the rest of the dough, I made. Uh, what I make. Oh, I made these little garlic knot things, which were a lot of fun. So nice. Yeah. I ended up making the second one I did today. It, the dough ended up kind of, I ripped it and then there was not too much I could really do to bring it back to be thicker. Okay. Uh, so I ended up making a calzone with the same cream cheese spread with brown sugar. And then I, I took a cast iron and I chopped up a peach and I popped it in the oven with some butter and some more brown sugar that I tossed it in and then put that all together. Uh, And that was pretty good. But I had a little bit of that same um, issue with the with the flour. Right. Right. So I think one of the other things you can use is cornstarch. Yeah. And then it doesn't. So that probably doesn't have as much of a, like when the flour hits your tongue, it just like sucks all the moisture out of it and it's kind of throws you off. (laughs) Yeah. The cornstarch is good. You just got to be really careful with how much you use it because it it can make things kind of like almost like jelly feeling, which is really weird. Um, But if, uh, yeah, if if you run into that again, let me know because it's a really easy process. You basically take like a teaspoon and you of cornstarch, you put it in a little dish and then you, put enough water in there until it looks like really loose, uh, runny milk basically. And then you pour that into the hot liquid to, and so what that does is that stops it from clumping and it allows it to disperse all the way through, which 
creating a good solid thickness and you won't use too much. A lot of people use too much when they do that stuff. And it just like turns into a, like, it's almost like that slime you remember seeing like on the Nickelodeon channel. <laughs> it's oh yeah. Like, yeah. Um, no, but it was fun, dude. I, I had a good time with it. Like I said before, it challenges me. Um, I did make my own whipped cream. And so that was, that was fun doing that with the kids, like trying to get them to like whisk it in the, in the thing. And um, man, it also reminded me how good homemade whipped cream is. Like, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Dude, you're uh, it never cease to amaze me when I watch your videos from a weekend session, like you just threw up 150, like it was 125. It was ridiculous. It it was a little ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I, I did make sure to post, uh, Isaac reposted it and he was like, this crazy guy snatched 150, not much long after this 70. So I, I overpulled 70, oh, flew back, hit the wall. Oh, the I bar thought... hit the wall. <laughs> the bar, the, the weights hit the, the bench. And I was just like, Oh, it's not going to be a good day today. <laughs> uh, but I was lifting with this girl from SoCal weightlifting. Her name's Megan and she's strong. She's a super beast. <laughs> and she, I was on the same platform as her and it was busy and there was their grand opening oh, cool. and we were just all in there like sardines yeah. and we ended up. So I just kind of jokingly said, all right, what do you want me to snatch today? Just as like a, a joke. And then she's like, 150. I'm like, oh, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, that was literally my like reaction. I was like, I was hoping she was going to be like, let's see, like, like 35, 40, because normally, like, a lot of times people are like, 40, yeah, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, like, they know that 40 is not that out of reach for me most of the time. Like, I can generally snatch 40 if I kind of, like, need to or really want to. Mm -hmm. But she was like, I want to see 50. I'm like, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get your hopes up, but we'll see. Cool. Well, go back and so, watch my video from the comp, then you can see that. <laughs> So I ended up just starting and I, I think I powered 120 and it wasn't, it wasn't too easy. Mm -hmm. uh, Wednesday I was super off cause I hadn't snatched in like a week and a half until the weekend before. And then my rib popped out and um, then I knew I was going to take Friday off cause I went and saw Nate Bargazi at, okay. he did a show comedian. Yeah. Yeah. That where I got last minute tickets to. So that was Friday. So I hadn't lifted since Wednesday and I believe I didn't lift Monday either. Cause that was the holiday and I was just beat up from the weekend before. Yeah. So Wednesday I could not, I ended up waving down and then working my way back up. Cause I couldn't hit one thirty. Mm. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like I'm in this mindset of like, it doesn't really matter. I'm just have out there having fun and, I, I'm also, when I finished my last competition, I got dropped right in the middle of a peaking phase for AO2. That's right. So 
I'm just trying to recover, and then all of a sudden it's just heavy single, heavy single, heavy signal. So I jokingly said my program right now is like on a team I used to be on where we're just ma- I'm just maxing out all the time, <laughs> building to something heavy, yeah. and then being smart about when I'm going to be done. When you're going to be done, yes. Self-regulation. Uh, <laughs> it's key for that. <laughs> so um, Interesting. So I powered 120. Got everything was uh, So Wednesday, everything was kind of on my toes. Like I'd catch it. And I'd hold it for two seconds and then drop it. So I hit 120, powered it. Now 130, made that one. Then I went to 135, and I missed it three times in a row. Same thing, caught it, held it over my head. Two seconds, nothing I could do, and it drops. So let me ask you a question about that. I'm going to interrupt you here on this. Um, because this happens to me quite frequently. And and my my own assessment to me is like, okay, I'm just, I, you know, I'm not warmed up enough because I'm not moving through the motions. I'm not pulling back hard enough. I'm not, my, my joints aren't moving the way I need them to do. Um, I mean, do, is there, is there like a systemic issue on why that happens or is, is probably, is it probably individualized to the person you think? For me, it had a lot to do with my shoulder was bothering me for, I mean, it's been bothering me for a couple months, but it's been getting better. Uh, but I took that week and a half off to let my shoulder kind of recover. And then I pushed it pretty hard last weekend. And so there was partially that. And then also, so that's my left shoulder. And then the, my rib on my right side popped out. So I was also kind of hesitant on that. So I just kind of was in that, like, don't get more hurt, uh, feeling on Monday or on Wednesday. I see. I see. And then Saturday, I kind of felt a little bit like that as well. But then I was lifting with also my buddy Nick was on the same platform as me. So he makes the 35. And then I just basically it was almost like one of those like, well, you're in charge now. You get to pick the next weight. I'm going to try to keep up. But like, we'll see. (laughs) So his best is 140. Uh, He hit it maybe six, seven weeks ago. So he, he decided to go to 41, like he should. Uh, he missed it. I missed it. He missed it. I made it. Interesting. Do you guys feed off each other very much? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I know. <laughs> that was sarcasm. How long have you been lifting so, with Nick? He was – we had the same first coach. He was at Trifecta. We were the coaches. We were the coaches at Trifecta when Sebastian left. Okay. So okay. The combination. It was like a tag team ordeal. He was the head coach. I was the assistant because he did the programming. Ah, oh, I see. Okay. So that if makes it was sense. me. We would just been hitting a lot of heavy lifts. <laughs> no one would have gotten any better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, but that, well, I mean. A bunch of people were posting videos on that uh, that session. It looked like a good time. And, man, it's always good to get out there and just, like, lift at other gyms. It's something that I haven't been doing lately, and I really, I'm kind of itching to do it here soon. Yeah. But, so I made the 41, okay. and then he was basically like, well, he made 41, so I'm going to go to 42. Wow. And then he makes 42 for a PR, two kilo PR. And then I could tell he he was like, I'm done. I'm good. I, made, I got my PR. Yeah. And then I just kind of looked at Megan and I was like, 
I'm going to load 50. I don't want to load 50. I'm not going to keep going after 50, right. but I'm going to load it and I'm going to give it my, my best. And I loaded it and I just, all of a sudden the gym went quiet and I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> and then I just pulled real hard and I made it and it felt real easy. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I did. That wasn't expected. And I'm done. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty much it. Good call. So I ended up going, I took a break and then came back to clean a jerk and I clean jerked 150 and I called it good. Nice. <laughs> That's, See, that's what I cleaned and jerked. <laughs> when's the last time you've done that where you actually hit uh, the same clean and jerk as, as snatch? <laughs> I mean, just, it doesn't happen often. I a, can't lo- a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so, you know, uh, like I was saying, I, you know, I'm personally, I'm going to get over to Rose city where the, the comp's going to be. And they do, they let us come in there, open gym. I think it's after like four o'clock. And so I did this last time I competed there and I'll probably start going there like once a week and just lifting at the, at the venue, basically, you know, like it just, for me, it it feels good to get some familiarity. That's the right Mm -hmm. word. Um, of, of where I'm going to be competing. And, uh, cause it doesn't really change much when they put together the whole like stage and all that. So, and Joe's there. And so that's always fun too. It's always good to, Cool. How far do you live from Shane Sevick? Oh, he's probably 45 minutes away from us. Oh, that's way too far. Yeah. <laughs> he might. I'll look at the. I thought, he wasn't. At, no, he was at the last one. Okay. And uh, he, I mean, he comes to all the meets that I've been to, at least. I mean, nice. so you might see him here. Yeah. He's fun. <laughs> I shared a platform with him one time. Um, when I was opening, I was obviously opening way before him. Um, but he was like, Hey man, uh, do you want to share a platform? And I was like, I don't know who you are. And it was obviously before I knew who he was, he was super cool. Just like really nice guy, had a good time. And he's kind of like, I got a little inspiration from him because he, I swear to God, he was lifting in tidy whities, but, um, (laughs) It, it was literally looked like a, just a full on like tank top and tidy whities. I think it was actually a thing, but, um, it was, it was great. Um, and he's a bigger dude. So if anybody out there knows him, you know what I'm talking about, but he was like totally laughing and having a good time. And it was at a meet and it was like my second meet ever. And it was really cool because I was like, man, you can have fun of these. You don't have to act like it's just like you're going into war all the time. Like these are supposed to be fun. So that changed a little bit of my thought. And, and uh, it's interesting who, who you run into and, and all that stuff. But like, I don't, I don't think we've actually fully uh, have had a conversation though. <laughs> I met him at worlds for the first time. Oh, you did. Okay. And that was the first time, like I actually talked to him and um, <clears throat> we know who our old coach was, who was constantly like, they are the enemy. You need to burn them. Yeah. You're going to battle. It, you go down swinging. You no softies. You got to be hardest. The hardest worker in the room wins. And and I was like, I didn't want to have that mindset, but it just kept getting fed into me. And I was then I saw him there, and I just walked up to him and started talking to him. And I'm like, this guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah. it was almost like we're friends now. Yeah, and you can see like he. He holds a presence when he comes in and everybody knows like who he is and he has a good time and he's just like, he just makes it fun. 
And uh, I appreciate that part of it. Um, so, you know, we had a, we had kind of started a conversation over the week about uh, getting, you know, back into the gym and for people that maybe want to start weightlifting. And it was a really good conversation. I want to extend it onto here um, because I think there were some valuable things said, but like, I guess in your best opinion, what do you think like, uh, if, if somebody came to you, that's never weightlifted before, you know, what do you tell them? Like, what, what's your direction as, as an official coach? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I might have a differing opinion than a lot of people, but also I don't own a gym and I'm not making my living based on this. Right. <clears throat> so because of that, I am willing to take a lot more risk with income. I mean, like looking at not looking at someone as income. Right, right. That makes sense. <clears throat> and generally, I have found that the best people at weightlifting, and we all know them, the people who do the best at it, they started in CrossFit. Yep. And no matter how much we want to like talk smack on that or just make fun of them and whatever, mm-hmm. um, that I would tell somebody, hey, go sign up for CrossFit. And then get into it, get it, become a part of the community, become addicted to the sport of working out. And then once you kind of realize you're capped out and you want to start getting actually good at something, not just moving fast, like you want to per- start perfecting things, then come back. And by then you're going to be able to turn your brain off. You're going to be able to just grab a bar and go. It's probably not going to be the greatest technique, but it's a lot harder to teach someone how to move fluidly than it is to, I mean, if you can't get someone to move fluidly and to just be one with the bar, it's going to be a lot harder to teach them how to, to weight lift. Yeah. Well, and you know, there's a lot of things that come from uh, the world of CrossFit. <sighs> And I think you're right because when, you know, when I first got into CrossFit, I went, I went head first into a 3d pool and it was like, I was full in and, uh, the, I was the worst at the Olympic weightlifting part. That's all there was to it. I could do all the gymnastic stuff. I had the running, I had, uh, you know, all the body weight, obviously you kettlebells, dumb, you know, deadlift, all that. But when it came to snatching and when it came to clean and jerk, well, clean and jerk, I had a little bit of base under me, but snatching, man, I was horrid. Um, uh, you ever want to find, see something funny, then definitely get, uh, get some of my old snatching videos out, but, um, it's just bad, man. And, but at the same point, what it did was like, okay, I can do this stuff. I'm going to focus on this. And so there was a point in CrossFit where I broke off. And I started coaching, I started running the gym and I didn't do anything but Olympic weightlifting in the back while other classes were going in the front. And I was just, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. I was teaching myself. I was just doing what I had learned in the CrossFit, which is widely different than what I know now. Um, But what it did uh, was it gave me this drive and passion to like learn about this because I sucked at it. And I was like, I want to get better. Um, and then once I got the opportunity to be a part of something, that's when it really like jumped up and it was like, Whoa, 
this is freaking cool. Um, because it's like, you, you still get a community. You have people that are uh, actually a little bit closer because you're focusing on something more specific. Um, it's not, you're not like, uh, I don't know. You're not going on whitewater raft trips, you know, rafting trips afterwards and expected to do all this social stuff, but you still have a community and you're still like driving towards being lifting with people and, and you find a, a, a cool, like, um, you know, uh, what am I thinking? Camaraderie. You get good camaraderie. And so uh, for me, CrossFit was the perfect transition, the perfect transition. Yeah, I I think that you can't. It's it's not easy to teach athleticism in weightlifting. You you kind of have to come into weightlifting being athletic. Yeah, but it's a whole lot easier to teach how to become athletic in CrossFit because of all of the different stuff that you're learning how to do and you're learning how to move your body around, whether it's around the barbell, around the pull up bar, around the rope around any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say to somebody, not for for them, but for my, what if I think that they would actually come to weightlifting after or not, I would say, do you like running? And if they say yes, then I'm like, you're not going to weightlift anyway. So just go over there and have fun. Well, uh, But if they say, I hate running, <laughs> then I'd say, put in some time, six months, then come back and talk to me. Well, we, we all know how I feel about running. And if you don't go listen to my last food for thought podcast, you'll hear it real quick. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I used to listen, I used to do the, uh, the Spartan races. I used to run a lot in CrossFit. Like, I think I was telling Damon the story that like, there was a point in time when I had my first child, I couldn't afford a gym membership. And I was the dude in the, in the neighborhood that found a log or a tree branch on the side of the road would put it on my shoulders and do like hill runs. And people are looking at me and it's right next to a school. So people are like, what the hell is this guy doing? Um, but like that, that was, my, that was all I had. To, that's all I could do. <laughs> so um, I, I found a way and uh, are doing like box jumps on the stairs, running stadiums. Like it was just like, there's, there's that aspect of it. Um, but you're right. You, it's, you can't train the athleticism. And there's something that CrossFit does, which is teaches you how to jump in real deep into something. And then you're like, okay, how can I get more specific or how can I drill this down? At least that's how my brain works. Um, but yeah, dude, that's, it, it. it's a great point. It really is. Yeah. And I think if you, if you think about it, uh, how, if you're learning to weightlift to do a snatch is like, from the time you pull off the ground till you stand it up might be two and a half seconds. Mm -hmm. Like, so if you're going to get a total of (laughs) an hour of lifting of actual bar in hand, that that's going to take years. Yeah. Um, I think I averaged out kind of figuring out based on how many lifts I think I average a week and how long I've been lifting. Like I've, I've snatched approximately like 40,000 snatches in 10 years. Holy crap. <laughs> I, that That's like just me aver- averaging it out. Wow. But like that, it took 10 years to hit that many. So 
roughly 25,000 seconds. I don't know what that comes to in hours, but <laughs> in, in 10 years, um, if wow. you're trying to learn body awareness, mm -hmm. it's not too hard to learn how to do a kipping pull-up. Yeah. And then once you've learned the kipping pull-up, then and to do 10 of them, that could take you 30, 40 seconds. Right. Like once you're when you're learning. But all you're you've got that much time where you're learning how to move. And then from there you'll move over into butterfly pull-ups, and then there's muscle ups, and then there's uh rope climbs and all of these things that are teaching you how to move move your body the way that you need to. And then once you have control of your body, then it's not nearly as hard to transfer it over into weightlifting. Man, that's perfectly said. Um, the, uh, the, the one thing that I do struggle when I'm, when I'm like, somebody comes to me and was like, Hey, show me how to do this. Like for instance, there's a, there's a kid at on Joe's team. Uh, not, he's not a kid. What am I talking about? Sorry. He hears this probably if he's under 30 he's a kid okay <laughs> i think he's under 30 so <laughs> we'll go with that anyways total awesome awesome guy and all that but um he uh he saw me at a oh i forget which one it was like a one it, anyways he saw me at a gym on a platform and i was lifting and he came up to me and he's like man i see you doing this all the time i really want to get into it and so i was like okay well you know you know talk to me about what you've done and I wasn't like trying to be his coach or anything, but I was like, just tell me what you've done. We were just having a conversation and he goes, you know, I do CrossFit a little bit, but I've just been like circuit training and I come to this gym. I don't really do classes. I was like, okay, cool. Well, here's what I want you to do. Go watch these videos. Um, and you know, next time you're in here and you see me come up and talk to me and I'll, you know, show, tell you what I'm doing or show you, show you what I'm doing and what I'm trying to work on. And so that happened a couple of times and I lost contact with him. And then what was it about, about six months ago, he came up to me, he goes, man, I just want to thank you. And I was like, for what? Because <laughs> I hadn't seen him forever. And he joined Joe's team. He's like, you're the reason why I got into to weightlifting. And I was like, bro, slow that down. <laughs> when you saw me weightlifting back then, you couldn't have said, I want to do that. <laughs> it was ugly. But, um, but it's just like it, little interactions like that. But he had the, the body awareness. He was already doing stuff. He, um, and then what he do? He went out and he found a coach and I just saw a video of him, uh, snatching, uh, I think it was a hundred kilos and that was really nice. freaking cool. And he's a cool dude. You'll meet him when he's up here. He's, he's a, he's, he's a good kid, but cool. But if, yeah, it's stuff like that. It's like understanding being an athlete and having the drive to want to do something athleticism and to want to do something is more than half the battle. I would say it's like 80%. Yeah. And I, for me, I, I did CrossFit from November to February full-time. I mean, like there wasn't weightlifting yet. And then February, they had a class that started twice a week. And so I was there for every class. And then probably six months later, I was done with CrossFit. Because uh, the the weightlifting coach was mad that we we're all doing CrossFit still. And we're like, we don't have anything else to do on the other five days of the week. So then he said, well, if I write a five day a week program, will you stop CrossFit? And we all said, yes. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> That's great. So maybe like that three to four month is the, the good time to, to do CrossFit and learn the stuff. And then after that, start 
dancing around a little bit more with weightlifting and then you could transfer over. But yeah. I think one of the big things is there's a, a certain body type that's really good at CrossFit and then there's everyone else. <laughs> and I'm too heavy to be like a, I'm not saying I was a bad CrossFitter, but right. um, I'm, I'm more of a, a muscle than mm. a, a running person. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. You could just, I mean, just say it, man. Running freaking sucks. Yeah, it's <laughs> awful. It is awful. I remember there was a, uh, a camp we went to in Primeville and uh, the coach had us doing sprints outside. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get out there and run. I'm going to sprint. <laughs> and I tried sprinting and I found myself kind of running, but next to you. <laughs> I think I only did two and yeah. then I just was like I'm not doing this <laughs> and I was just like man and I see people out there just like sprinting their ass off and I'm like no this is not this is not for me anymore um okay I got a question for you then on that on on the aspect of like you know being becoming a better athlete like at what point is it worth it because oh, let me back up when I was in CrossFit I had to get my level one CrossFit certification um and uh, I had to do that to coach because I wanted to dive deep into the sport. And so I did that. Mind you, I failed the first time and I was really pissed off about that. <laughs> I don't know what they, I'm not going to go down that road. We'll, we'll keep going forward. Um, so you, I know you have your level two in the, in the, in weightlifting. So what, at what point do you think, uh, is it worth it? Do you need it? Like, is, does it make you a better athlete? <laughs> or better weightlifter, let's say that. And and maybe I just opened up a can of worms. I don't know. <laughs> so please know that I'm being very naive. <laughs> All right. I'll give it to you straight. Level one is pointless. It's 500 bucks. It's a weekend. It's fun to do. Uh, the one good part is if anyone ever asks anything, you can tell them you have your level one. But it's literally, it's $500 and it's a 10 question like, true or false test at the end 10 yeah 10 questions yeah yeah that was 150 just... on the freaking crossfit thing yeah no and <laughs> and they'll tell you like they'll tell you the answers they're like if you just go through this thing you're gonna get it oh my god because crossfit is self and self-impressed and, yes yes i know I yeah know. okay so <laughs> but whatever yeah <laughs> we'll say that but they, they just skim over a lot of things very lightly. They don't go into a lot of the detail on how to do everything. It's it's much more of like an introductory to um to weightlifting. Okay. Your level but the one thing is you have to take your level one to get your level two. Yeah. Totally. The level two is where you learn so much more. And again, it might be a ten or twenty question for level two. Okay. Not a big deal. Right. Again, it's basically $500. You do learn a grip load more. They go into counting cards. They go into programming. They go into a whole bunch more stuff. Nice. Um, level three, you cannot buy. You have to earn. Oh, really? How do you earn it? So a level three is you have to take – it used to be, in my opinion, unattainable because – AO finals was all that there was and nationals. Mm -hmm. um, I think you had to take six lifters, not including yourself 
to those meats. It could be, I don't know if it, I think it could be the same lifter to six of the meats. And then they would have to put you down as their coach. And then that would be show that you are now a national level coach. Interesting. So they have changed some things and now they are accepting the AO series. And I don't know what's going on with masters and USAW anymore. Cause they're just making stuff up. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> oh, <shit>. uh, <laughs> uh, there is, I think it's a lot more now, like 12 or something. So now that I'm at strength tank, uh, there's a good chance I might actually get my level three, but uh, it's, you have to earn it. You can't just get it. I like that. That seems, um, I don't want to use the word fair, but that seems uh, obtainable. And I mean, so coming out of it, did you feel like you were better at weightlifting when you came out. I mean, probably out of level two is what I'm guessing. And level one was just like, I'm, this is just a step into level two. Level one to me felt like any show I've seen on like 60 second dating or like the speed dating. And then level two was like, let's just say like the bachelor or something. Like <laughs> you're going to actually get to know that person, but, but it doesn't mean you're going to be, married for life right (laughs) it's going a couple dates you know do do your thing right for a little bit yeah no totally well you know i've always wondered and uh i've seen them around and i like i told cornell this at the beginning of the show before we hit record was like that was a selfish question but it's also like i think it's a good one to talk about you never hear people talking about it but you definitely hear people like saying yeah i have my level one or when i went to you know this level one or level two um I think uh, getting certifications are, are a good thing. It just proves, you know, your your professionalism in the sport and your knowledge and your ability to do it and, and all that stuff. Um, uh, I don't know, dude. I, I think that it's a good thing. Seems like a good thing, right? I mean, you felt good. You feel good having it. I like having it. One of the other things that I do like is I don't think. So I'll tell you some of the other drawbacks. It costs more money every year. You have to have a coaching membership. Uh, on top of that, because this is an Olympic sport, you have to do safe sport. Safe sport is, in my opinion, one of the stupidest things in the world because they don't actually do what they claim they're going to do, but they want to put you through yearly training and videos that you have to watch and you can't skip through and just take the tests just to say that they put you through that and then if there's ever a situation they don't really take care of it yeah no i I Uh, haven't actually seen that happen so so you have to do that you have to do every other year you have to get a background check and then there's a lot more like doping stuff that they make you go through so but if you like i let mine expire in 2020 i think and i was like i'm not going to give them the extra like 150 bucks for the year for all that kind of stuff and then about three months ago, I just re-upped everything. So you, once you get certified, you don't have to actually, like there's not an expiration on the certification. You just got to keep up with the safe sport and all that stuff, right? And give them the money. Give them, give them <laughs> the money. <laughs> yep. It's the number one thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I get that. Um, Cornell, let me ask something. Uh, completely off subject off the wall if leave weightlifting out of this 
if you could have done a different sport and done it professionally, what sport would that be? I don't really watch team sports, so it would not have been a team sport something. Okay. Um, since this is like totally up to me, whatever I want it to be, I would say whatever I could have made the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. <laughs> I like that answer. I would say golf, right? I mean, I don't know. Golf is, it's a hard sport, but if you could do it and be really good at it, you could make a lot of money really quick. I would imagine. Yeah. I think you can make a lot of money just being a caddy with the right person too. Yeah. I mean, now mind you, my information is coming straight from, uh, you know, uh, what's the Adam Sandler movie? Uh, Adam. Yeah. I'll yeah. say Adam Sandler. Yeah, Adam Sandler. Yeah. I just talked about that. I just watched it too. Anyways. Um, yeah. So, uh, I always wanted to be a swimmer. That was like one thing that I never did. And, uh, I, I've almost drowned like three times when I, like after the age of 18. And so I got like, I had to go get like adult swimming lessons and the guy was pretty cool. He taught me how to competitively swim. And so I started doing that as a workout, but like, I was always like, man, I love this sport. It's a fun sport. I got those really like long arms and like longer torso. And so I like, I, I did well at it, but man, that's, that's a sport I wish I could do. I don't know. Yeah. I've got the short arms and my <laughs> son has inherited it. So really? <laughs> conversation we, I just had with my wife is I don't think my son can hear me. He's in the other, other room, but he's really frustrated because he, he needs a new sweatshirt, even though he doesn't need it yet. But a small is the right length torso, but, or the, the right length arms, but the torso is too short and the medium, the torso is way, or the torso is correct but the arms are like way too long yeah and i'm like hey he probably gets that from me yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh dude that's like trying to i i don't fit in pants very well um my thighs are just bigger than they probably should be and my waist is smaller than it should be so whenever that happens i just start eating as much shit as possible <laughs> and that kind of even <laughs> stuff out a little bit and i go up a pant size which is cool um I'll yeah. tell you a pair to get later off, off okay. air. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, dude, we're sitting at 41 minutes. Um, it's school night, so I'm going to go get the kids down. But great show. I loved doing yeah. the pizza show or the pizza challenge with you, dude. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we should keep on doing stuff like that. Uh, if you think of anything, just throw it out. Um, and uh, great job this weekend lifting. And uh, my wife and I are already talking about you guys coming up. And so uh, we're excited, excited to see you guys and yeah, and have, uh, have Kayla meet the wife and all that. So cool. Cool, man. All right. Well, have a great night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Go check us out. Max Effort Kitchen, the people's master. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Peace.